There is a brawl brewing between hedge funds on one side and regulators on the other, academics too. It's about the treasury market and something called the basis trade. In the treasury market, it's not just about U.S. government bonds. It's about deeper monetary fundamentals. And with warning signs, stresses potentially showing up all over the global monetary system, this is something that we need to pay attention to, but not for the reasons that regulators would identify or have you identify. Just recently, last week or the week before, Citadel's Ken Griffin spouted off and fired the latest shot in the hedge fund versus regulatory brawl over the basis trade when he said these people have no clue what they're talking about. He was talking about SEC Chairman Gary Gensler, as well as citing researchers at the Fed when he said they seem to be more consumed with this theory of systemic risk from this trade than from the fact that we're saving tens of basis points in cost for the American taxpayer, which is billions of dollars a year by allowing this trade to exist. And far be it for me to defend Ken Griffin of Citadel and all the hedge funds, but he's right. He's absolutely right. Regulators are pointing at this basic trade and saying it's a systemic risk. Didn't you see what happened in March 2020 when Ken Griffin is saying we're the reason why or one of the key reasons why there isn't too many treasuries that so many people keep talking about. This basis trade has, has transformed essentially hedge fund balance sheets into dealer warehouses. Where dealers used to warehouse treasury securities that came off of auction, now because this basis trade exists, it goes to these hedge funds. So Citadel is right, but we have to account for March 2020. There is something going on there, but you will not be surprised to learn that regulators have that not necessarily all wrong, but it, their explanation for it is incomplete. So there are systemic risks here, and this is something we do need to pay attention to because it is incredibly important, but we need to do it in the right way. Let's unpack all of the facts, not just ignore some of those that are inconvenient, and let's understand what it is this basis trade is telling us about the global monetary system as a whole. But before we get into that, we have research subscriptions available at Eurodollar University in addition to memberships. But the research subscriptions, we have a daily briefing where every day I go through the day's top macroeconomic details and accounts and statistics and releases. I give you a sense of what they are, what they're doing, my interpretation of them. I also look at the day's most important market movement, usually something about curves, sometimes treasury, sometimes germ, sometimes those esoteric curves we love to talk about here on this channel. All of that every day, convenient PDF format available at our website, eurodollar.university. So the natural place to start is what is this basis trade? And we don't need to get into the complex mechanics of it. It's really quite simple on the surface. When you look at what a basis trade is, it's a difference between the futures market and the cash market. In this particular instance, the futures market is overvalued or more expensive than the cash market is. So if you're a large money player that can access leverage, all you need to do to make some free arbitrage money here is short the, the treasury future and go long the treasury itself. Because the futures market and cash market price must converge to each other at some point in the future, by being short the expensive one and long the undervalued one, so to speak, 
They're going to converge in the future and you're going to make money either way. It doesn't matter. It's an arbitrage opportunity. And it is the arbitrage opportunity that money dealers used to engage in all the time. This is what money dealers did before August of 2007. But now they're constrained. And the reason they're constrained, that's the euro dollar story. But because they're constrained, whenever there's an imbalance between the futures market and the cash market, dealers are no longer there to take advantage of that opportunity, which opens the door for other non-bank players to step in and undertake that same role. And that's where hedge funds come in. And that's exactly what Griffin of Citadel was talking about. We're saving the, the taxpayer money because we're arbitraging this, this futures market, this basis trade opportunity, and we're allowing a lot of treasures to be sold in a fluid, predictable, not disorderly fashion. That all, all of that is absolutely true. The problem is, well, there's several problems here, but the problem is on March of 2020, it broke down or it seemed to break down and that has caused a lot of focus on this particular basis trade, especially among regulators who are not necessarily looking at the truth, as we'll see in a minute. They're looking for someone to conveniently blame. Why not blame hedge funds, these evil speculators, as they're often, if they're, as they're often considered? A lot of this official narrative actually came from a paper that was published on April Fool's Day of 2021, of all days. I mean, how appropriate is that? And it was, it was called Hedge Funds and the Treasury Cash Futures Disconnect, written by a couple of researchers, one at the, the Federal Reserve Board of Governors and another at the Treasury's Office of Financial Research. So this is why it captured so much attention. you got a Fed researcher, a Treasury OFR researcher, they're talking about this basis trade and how, in their view, it was largely responsible for many of disruptions and problems that we experienced in March of 2020. So first of all, we got to explain where this basis trade arbitrage opportunity comes from. As I said, in general terms, dealers are constrained, therefore they can't necessarily take advantage of these disconnects when they show up, leaving the door open for hedge funds. The way this pair of researchers put it in 2021, they said, first, as a result of constraints on dealers and limits to arbitrage, an equilibrium basis can emerge in which the return on holding a treasury note to delivery in the futures market is higher than the bill rate. So that's the basis trade, as I said. Second, hedge fund participation in the basis trade is larger when treasuries are more costly to hold and as demand for futures contracts increase. So again, that's the dynamics. Dealers can't hold treasuries. That means there's more of a disconnect available in the futures market, which means there's this dislocation between futures price and cash price. Dealers are constrained. They can't hold as many treasuries. This is the theme that they should be focusing on. Third, basis traders are exposed to margin constraints and repo market illiquidity, which in times of large treasury sales can exacerbate pressure on dealers because this is the key that makes it work. There's not a whole lot to be made on an individual basis trade. There are just a few basis points as the name implies. So if you're a big money player, the key to this is massive amounts of leverage. And since we're going short treasury futures and long the treasury bond, I hope you can see where this is going already. Repo. Because treasuries have such low haircuts and in the offshore realm, they have maybe zero head haircuts to hedge funds like Citadel, that gives you the maximum amount of leverage because a haircut is really how much equity or how much of your own money you have to put in to go long on a U.S. Treasury. So if the haircut is 1%, 
for a hundred million dollar U.S. Treasury trade that you need to be long for this part of the arbitrage uh, basis trade, that means you only have to put in one million dollars of your own money, borrowing the other 99 million easily, cheaply, as cheap as possible, cheap as there is available in repo. So the funding of the basis trade comes from the repo market. Therefore, if there's any problem in the repo market, suddenly the basis trade can go awry because you're rolling over this funding each and every day. And you think, because I'm rolling over a U.S. Treasury, there really shouldn't be any problems here. That's why this is an arbitrage opportunity. It's supposed to be riskless in every respect. Riskless as well in terms of price and also riskless in terms of liquidity. But as we know, Central banks aren't central banks. The Fed is not a central bank. And we do have monetary breakdowns in these wholesale markets like repo, maybe a little bit too frequently. And a big one was in March of 2020. So here, let's go back to the paper. And here's what they wrote about that. In fact, deviations from arbitrage are highly correlated with volatility in financial markets, big time. That these deviations grow larger in times of stress and high volatility in financial markets further suggests the importance of arbitrage activity. But also, it also highlights the breakdown in arbitrage activity. If you're a hedge fund and you're short treasury futures and long treasury bonds, repoing those bonds, something happens in the repo market, the entire, arbitra the entire basis trade falls apart. And so what do you have to do? If you can't fund your trade in repo, you've got to sell the treasury. And if you're, having fun, if you're having trouble funding your trade and repo, you're not going to be the only one selling the treasury. So what the OFR and the Fed researcher and pretty much everybody has decided is that March of 2020, the basis trade blew up, repo market function became problematic, the basis trade blew up, the treasury market blew up as a result because all of these hedge funds were forced into selling. So let's go back to the paper again for their description of what happened in March of 2020. During March 2020, as we will show, all three of these risks materialized. Real money investors sold treasuries, margins on futures, track contracts increased, and repo market illiquidity drove repo rates up. Their model, therefore, illustrates how the imperfect nature of hedge fund warehousing can create or amplify stress in treasury markets. This is one reason why you keep hearing about liquidity in the treasury market all the time. Regulators have focused, as uh, Ken Griffin was saying, on this basis trade because once there's problems, futures market prices, as they said, uh, futures market contract margins on futures contracts increase, the repo market illiquidity, hedge funds have to sell, and the treasury market breaks down. We can't have that. We can't have the treasury market break down because that's an enormous risk to the entire financial system. So what they said was, Large sales from foreign central banks and asset managers put pressure on dealer balance sheets, raising treasury price volatility, margins on treasury futures, and increasing uncertainty on repo rates with treasury collateral. In response, hedge funds appear to have reduced their basis positions, selling cash treasuries, and purchasing offsetting long futures contracts. They had to unwind the basis trade, which then became all of the bad symptoms that we don't want to ever see happen again. But I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute here. Hold up. The hedge funds were selling, but there was a bunch of stuff that happened before the hedge funds sold. Why aren't we talking about that? Let's go back here. Large sales from foreign central banks and asset managers put pressure on dealer balance sheets, raising treasury. So the, 
The initial step in this March 2020, the hedge funds blew up the treasury market narrative doesn't come from hedge funds selling treasuries. They're forced to sell treasuries by a breakdown in the repo market, by further, uh, further problems and margins on treasury futures that were caused by preceding steps that no one seems to want to talk about. What were those steps again? Large sales from foreign central banks and asset managers. So hold up here, sport. Why were large sales coming from foreign central banks and asset managers? Rather than focusing on the basis trade, which came way downstream of all of this stuff, maybe we should go back to the beginning and think about why was it that foreign managers were selling so many treasuries in the first place? They're the ones that seem to have caused this big problem in hedge funds and maybe focus on hedge funds is misplaced. And we know what the answer is. We don't need to look for it. We know why foreign reserve managers and central banks sell their treasuries because they do it quite frequently. And it's because the Fed isn't a central bank. They don't create liquidity in the global euro dollar system. When we see foreign central banks and asset reserve managers sell their treasuries, it's because they're responding to the one thing authorities at the Fed or the treasury do not want to admit, a global dollar shortage. It is much easier and convenient to blame hedge funds for a basis trade than it is to say, oh, by the way, this whole basis trade blow up, that started because there was a massive global dollar shortage that we told you isn't possible with all these bank reserves that we've created over all these QEs. That's the problem here. We can't talk about the global dollar shortage that set in motion all of these things because that would expose the lie. Imagine that, truth would expose the lie behind all of these things. So what happened in March, 2020? We had a pandemic, we had people panic like we normally do, but we had a global funding shortage, a dollar shortage that looked in every respect or most respects like the same in 2008, even though we had how many trillions in bank reserves at that time? Remember, the Fed was doing not QE5 at, the, at that moment. From the previous fall in 2019 up until March of 2020, they were doing this not QE, raising the level of bank reserves. And still we had a massive dollar shortage in the first place. And that massive dollar shortage caused reserve managers and foreign central banks to have to sell their treasuries in order to then try to use those proceeds to help out their local banks that were struggling to obtain dollar funding. But foreign reserve managers don't just go into the market to sell their treasuries. There isn't the market. The marketplace for, for treasuries is dealers. And why are dealers buying all these treasures that they don't really want? Well, because when one of your largest customers comes knocking on your door and says, I need to sell this right now. And oh, by the way, you have to take this order. You take the order. But where once these dealers are buying these treasuries from these reserve managers, how do they fund that purchase? They don't fund that purchase out of their own balance sheet or their own cash pile because they don't usually have cash laying around. They fund these purchases in the repo market. So we have this massive dollar shortage that causes foreign reserve managers to have to sell treasuries to try to supply dollars to the local banks who can't get dollar funding themselves. Those sales go to the balance sheet of dealers who are trying mad like mad to fund those sales in a repo market that is partially responsible for the dollar shortage to begin with. So you have worsening conditions in the repo market. As everyone scrambles for repo, repo funds and not a lot of people are, are lending in repo, 
guess what happens? Then the basis trade goes haywire. The futures margin, futures market margins go up. Repo funding rates go up for that. Hedge funds have to unwind the basis trade, which leads to more selling in the treasury market. On top of dealers who can't find repo funds for their purchases, they have to resell those treasuries in the repo market or in the treasury market too. You have tons of selling that goes back to the original dollar shortage. And we, we're not supposed to talk about the dollar shortage. And they've covered up March of 2020 because they say, well, that was the pandemic. No, the pandemic was the spark in the same way that the subprime mortgage crisis was the spark. But the issue here is the monetary capacity to handle stresses and strain. And it doesn't need to be something like March of 2020 to be concerned about. If we have a global dollar shortage that leads to the same type of environment, then maybe the basis trade will be at risk. After all, why do you think Gary Gensler and the SEC are investigating and talking about it at this particular moment in time? Because in response to March of 2020, the Federal Reserve came up with a new tool called FEMA. This tool FEMA is supposed to act like the repo market. And the repo market from FEMA, the Fed is, instead of foreign central banks and reserve managers selling their treasuries to dealers who can't buy them because they're experiencing massive dollar shortage themselves, they can repo these treasuries with the Federal Reserve and therefore get funding that way in the form of bank reserves. And then foreign central banks and reserve managers will be able to relend those funds into their local banks and everything is solved and fixed. But as I just said, if this was as foolproof as they make it sound, then why are we talking about the basis trade? Because if you eliminate the foreign selling to begin with, you eliminate the pressure on the basis trade. There should be no risk to the basis trade, but officials know that's not the case. FEMA is not foolproof. In fact, if you wanna engage in FEMA as a foreign reserve manager, you're gonna to have to pay at a pretty high rate. If I was in a reserve manager, I would look at FEMA and say, why would I borrow in repo from the Fed when I could just sell this treasury I own and get the cash at 0% rate and then relend it into the marketplace as I see fit? So again, I think authorities realize FEMA, that's not as foolproof either. And the reason that there is a risk from the basis trade is because of the same reason we keep talking about at Eurodollar University all the time. The risk is global dollar shortage. The global dollar shortage causes all these problems. These problems that are downstream of it that's what the Fed and authorities want us to focus on. And Ken Griffin is right here when he says, are you kidding me? We're stepping into the big problem and trying to help everyone out. And yes, there's an issue, there is a risk, but it's the same risk that we've been dealing with since August 9th of 2007, and that is liquidity risk. As I just mentioned, there are indeed warning signs popping up all over the Eurodollar funding environment. You can watch a video on that link below me. As always, thank you for joining me. Huge thank you, Eurodollar University members, as well as our Eurodollar University subscribers. Check out the daily briefing. And until next time, take care.